practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Did you say sorry? Did you call Henning Senator? Sorry, Senator. I, you thought you were the pod boss. Henning's the pod the senator. Pod. Senator. senator. All it took was a little authority and we all fall in line. Just hit start, you fucks. Dictator for life. That's me. You can have boss if you want. That's like a- Oh, take take boss, you scrub. Ugh. I'm the senator. I'm picturing Henning at the, like, uh, 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 mopping up at the animation studio where he's like, you just listen, Mr. Wilson. I am going to be somebody. <laughs> That's right. He's going to be senator. <laughs> Animation senator. senator. Can we make uh, signs that are Henning for senator of podcasts? Oh, we can run. I think Henning doesn't have enough. Oh, wait. I was going to say, I don't think Henning has the skeletons in his closet that could ruin his senatorial career. <laughs> but I'm looking at one of either. them. And then I'm looking at the other one, looking right back at me. I think we could, see, I think we could double-handedly ruin Henning's political career. Like seriously, I mean, the things we've wrangled him into say, <laughs> James Gunn can't hold the candle to the shit Henning has said on stage. I think you and I could even get jobs with his opposition compiling ads against him with things he say. If you are bad edits. Not. Oh, we could, but that's the thing. We would work against him only to raise him up. Oh, we're yeah. the double agents. Yeah, because the the electorate wants somebody, an outsider who's says horrible things. I mean, yeah. we know you didn't Welcome, really say horrible things, any, yeah. but out of context. Oh, you or, or did or did he, or didn't he? Oh, welcome right. to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Casey, and I'm for sale. That's Hans. I'm the pod boss. <laughs> Pro- pod boss, probably for sale. And Henning. Henning Kachi, senator of all podcasts. Scruples. Nothing but scruples. I. This man is Plato as far as governance is concerned. Get out of your cave. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we could make a jerk. Pra- we've, 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 ta- we've tackled a lot of um, genres. Heart. Card-hitting issues, any genre you could ask for. Could jerk practice compose an allegory? (laughs) Are we not already? Well, jerk practices the crease? (laughs) (laughs) But what would we be saying? What would would we be rallying against? I already know what it is. So, there's a man, there's multiple men, no, women. Stuck in a crease. Oh, already, I'm ready. They're born into a crease. Well, let's crease. It. No, <laughs> let's stick with crease. It's disgusting. So they're born into I a love crease. I know is the crease. You said creasist, which is amazing. Don't care. <laughs> I am a creasist. Create like cre cre creationism. No, anyways, they're born into a creased. That's creased. our allegory. Crease. Creationist. Creasist. Crease on a cross. So they're born into a crease and they know nothing but the crease. And the crease is always filled with sweet smells, synthetic smells that demons blow in. They're con- like, so demons fill the crease with sweet smells. And so. This is like. 
Go, go, go. Well, I want you to finish, and then we can all ruminate on these smells from the crease. So they, the <laughs> one woman decide, like gets, sets herself free, and she crawls out of the crease, and they discover, <laughs> Henning, what planet is made of sulfur? Uh, Venus. <laughs> all of the... Oh, perfect. Oh, my God, the crease of Venus. They live on a, they're in the crease in Venus. She, she crawls out, <laughs> discovers the sweet smells were all synthetic and they're salt. It's a sulfur smelling planet, but it opened up her nostrils. Just like in Plato's a cave, it opened up the eyes to everything. You know, there, there Miss is fable. something. Miss Fable, it's the foul smell that opens up the eyes that makes the scales fall off. Yes. What? Very much like a podcast, say. They're, we're used to something sweet and and nice, and then jerk practice comes along and knocks those Steak. scales right off. Throws oh. an egg right Smell. at you. Smell <laughs> the crease, you fools. You had no idea. But we, how bags deep of these crease. depths go. We have to play. Hey, the, you want to sniff of this play, crease? We have to play. Yeah, yes. We have to play the escapist to get the other women out of the crease. But to be honest with you, unlike Plato's Cave, where when they don't go, but it's a shame they don't go because there's an amazing world full of sunshine and all these things. The people in the crease right. are like, if they actually came out, they'd be like, the fuck is wrong with you? This is a sulfur planet. It smells you bad out here. Demons. If if I can now play uh, backseat futurist, sure. We this plays out. Creasists thrive, and our allegory wins the day, overtaking all other allegories. Some guy in the future is going to go. Uh, women. He's just talking about a vagina, and oh, that stinks yeah. a butthole. We're we're real uh, Georgie O'Keefe's over here. <laughs> oh wait what I did you just wa- say i missed the butthole part i i said that the sulfur was the butt oh so the crease is the so you cross creases, the taint creases, oh, we're cre- already in a crease crease this is a creation crease a we're all we're all creases i know the title in of the, the end, episode aren't we kaufman's crease <laughs> I'm just picturing Andy Kaufman guest starring on one episode of Star Trek, and they're just like, well, that looks way too much like a vagina. And he's like, I don't care. I'm Andy Kaufman. Right. Get in the crease. (laughs) I mean, it's not bad. I think it's a little derivative. Just saying. (laughs) I didn't come up with it. I'm the one who gets to armchair future blog about it. I'm just future blogging about your creases. I I blame my own derivation. He's talking about his own decreases. Yeah. I mean, but still creative. I don't know of what. I don't know what you're saying. I mean, let somebody somebody else do it. We came up with the crease. Hey, man. What's the opposite? We're very antinomian around here. What's the opposite of a crease? A Uh, slab? a, A loaf? Wrinkle? No. It's a not wrinkle. on opposite. Well, you can't a have crease. a... There's another... Now we just came up with a cliche. Yeah. You can't have a wrinkle without a crease. Which is true. <laughs> what is the wrinkle? The peak or the valley? That's a great or is question. is it both? There, well, it has to be both. 
because there's no name for a bi wrinkle. There's no bi. Cool. You can't bifurcate a wrinkle. Um, I'm going to trade park trademark that for a ca- daily calendar. Well, hurry up. What's and- a crease? A hill or a valley? I don't know. Yeah. What's a wrinkle? Yep. Good and bad? I don't know. Everything. Yeah, there's your shirt. What's in a wrinkle? Question mark. And then on the back it says, you know, who's turning no 50? Who's turning 50? Like, can you imagine He's that right. asshole that came up with over the hill? He's living on a hill. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Just T-shirt. We should just change this podcast to T-shirt factory. I mean, that's not a uh, the 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 amount of times if the amount of times I haven't written down a good T-shirt idea could fill a vault. A bad T-shirt. I got I got a I got a dead phone full of T-shirt ideas. Let me tell you. Oh, my God. Uh, guys, I, I promise something, but I promise you it could bring it down a little bit. It's the end of an era. Mm. Casey, Uh-oh. the end, Henning, the end of an era. I won't read, I've, I've got a news article and it, it shook my world. Well, it does I was going to say, I won't read the, uh, I won't read the byline or the title and I'll just let it sink into you. So is it a quiz? Headline quiz? No, Henning? no. Henning v. Me? Well, uh, all right. Let's see how long. No, it's five. <laughs> five words. So what Gen- – all right, I'll make it into a quiz. What Guinness Book of World Records holder just relinquished his holding? Hmm. You don't have to give me a name. Which I guess – Fattest Twins? They've died in is the it, woods in 1981. Now. <laughs> is it now the world's fattest solo? <laughs> yeah. Did they die single, together, right? World's fattest single. They held hands on their little scooters and went over a cliff. <laughs> like Thelma and Louise. Just this little scooter death over a, a, a very tiny cliff. Can I talk about this for a second before I get to this? The shame that people put on... The fat twins fa- the or fat people of saying they had to be buried in a piano box is so insulting because a box is a box. You can just make a bigger box. You don't have to reuse a piano box. And aren't pianos like thin? Like they're thinner than like a fat guy's gut. Like the fattest guy. It's like. Henning, you're an animator. You understand, like, dynamics. Like, a fat guy, when he lays flat, he's still got a very rotund, fat gut. They did. I bar- guess you could smash it. Upright or grand. They did bury... <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> oh, he's got it. I was going to say, they buried <laughs> Tom Thumb in a trumpet case. But it is insulting. Because he had a big one. him in a lake. Yes. Lake of fire, <laughs> that little guy. I got you. The piano box thing, it was like... It's so change. Piano- it's so mean. I get it. Pianos are heavy, but they're right. not necessarily like pear shaped. And it's like they're always like they had to take the roof off the house. No, you didn't. You had to break down. You had to make the door bigger, right? And drag his it's, body it's, out. It, <laughs> it's from a kinder time because now it'd be like I buried him in a big box because he was a fat piece of shit. They sh- As opposed to a piano box, because, you know, he was heavy. Just blow up his house. But also, wouldn't you just bury, like, a hobo in a piano box? Like, that's garbage. Like, 
He was so fat, we buried him in garbage. What do you mean? The world's smelliest like they hobo? They didn't try. Like, a piano box is just like, once you take the piano out, it's just a fucking Amazon box. Oh, wait. Are we to believe that the world's fattest man Rich is also... Exactly. So that's double insulting. Donate our box, ma'am. What What are rich people doing holding on to their boxes? Hoarders. I don't know. What are you doing, Rich? What do you do with your boxes, Rich? Donate them to charity. All right. <laughs> donate them to, donate them to fat guys. I'm giving ashes. you guys a hint. This was the record holder. I'm holding up a picture for you guys. Who do you think that is? I know. I know it. Oh, gross. I want to puke. Uh, he's holding up his hands very dejectedly. That's my most hated of all. What's of gone? All record holders. What are gone? The the giant curlies. The gross nails. <laughs> the giant the coils. His <sighs> his hands are deformed from having long nails. Look oh, at yeah, these right. beauties. Oh, don't! I can't. <laughs> I just. I I don't know why that is the one thing like I've seen disgusting things in my life in photographs and in real life but the guy's long fingernails since middle school like I remember seeing like it's make it my stomach hurts now you showed me that so how, po, quiz guys how many years did this guy grow out his fingernails until he cut them just July 12th just to get rid of them I don't know. He, they, yeah, I can what, read into it finally, for you. What finally cut it? The 82-year-old's talons have a combined measurement of 350, 358 inches. I think of feet. Oh. I don't know how many feet that is. Because yeah, he's European. They don't want to convert it to feet for us fat, fat piano boxers. Oh, oh, God. Uh, got, when did he cut them? Is that what the question was? How many years had, did he grow them out? How many? Um, well, said he was 72. Uh, 82. 82. 82. I'm going 82 years. I'm going to go late in life, late bloomer. Had a lot of dreams. Decided to cash them in. <laughs> 38. Okay. So he was 38. So I don't know, about 40 years. Uh, cut it. Cut the middle, guys. Thirty years. Sixty-six years. This guy cut his fingernail. Uh, oh. Grew his fingernails. So he lived. So he some kind of uh, like a uh, what do you call him? A, a guru guy in India a, who a guru. Yeah, a, a disgusting pig. Would Henning? I think is the word you're looking for. Based on his. Uh, <laughs> his I hope he created a deity based on his own fingernails. God, oh, I know you're gonna throw up, but you think them on their on his hand is gross when you see them donated to the museum they're now in. The, uh, real oh, the, the curl. curly oh, pinky nail. It's the curl. The curl is what does it for me. That, why did that oh. one curl so much? <laughs> that is really hard to see. Because that's wow. the sexy one. That's I'll the sizzle. That that's the sizzle nail. Quite a coke nail. Oh, it's at Ripley's, believe it or not. Uh, it's doing the right decision. Um, I don't see... Yes, Henning, you're right. There's certain gurus, like that guy that sits on his big balls is worshipped. Um, oh, there's the that guy one guy that... He raises his hand above his head 
and doesn't let it down ever. Oh yeah, and it's like all Some dead and atrophied. Not to eat again. And there's that one guy who has like the facial tumor, so he kind of looks like an elephant. Yeah. Yep. Guys, you're gonna grow to respect this guy now. He's not a guru, but he's perfect. He's a pod boss because the reason he <laughs> decided to grow his fingernails is fucking amazing. This guy is an ember, a burning, simmering ember of spite and has been for 66 years. <laughs> the record holder from Pune, Pune, I can't pronounce it, Pune, India. <laughs> uh, by the way, his name is Shridhar Chilal. Oh boy, I probably pronounced it wrong. Ooh, but spicy, yeah, no. spicy, all of these things. Spice, uh, spice alert, spice <laughs> alert. Get your milk. Curry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, God, <laughs> I, it was so it wasn't you, until you, you lobbed it. it up. You lobbed it up. Uh, he stopped trimming <laughs> his fingernails in 1952 after he was told off by a teacher for messing around with a friend and accidentally ended up breaking the teacher's nail. <laughs> so there you go. Wait, huh? what kind of spite is that? He accidentally broke the kind of teacher's nail. Oh, it's not spite. So it's not it's, spite. It's like uh, he's pen- making alms. Penance. He feels it's so penance. penance. Yes. Right. Only the penitent man will <laughs> pass. Jehovah starts with a gross. <laughs> oh, Jehovah starts with a five foot long pinky nail. I love. Yeah. If this guy's going through the penitent man will pass or whatever the challenges are at the end of Indiana Jones, he just. Uh, he just reaches he's just over. Happy. He's just happy when the discs cut his nails off, and he's like, "I'm free! I'm free!" <laughs> or he finally I'm makes it say to his the nails are yeah. His nails are dragging behind him and and set off all the traps. He just throws his nails <laughs> oh, over yeah. and uses them as his own bridge, and then <laughs> he gets over, and the old timey knight turns around and he's like, "You must choose an old shit Sidhar." Uh, it's already stirring. It's already stirring his cup. Which one he wants to choose with this grossy pinky nail? What's left of his detritus, long, disgusting age nail? Uh, but his hands are truly deformed. I I'm just picturing that on. old, the old Grail Knight, just like that regal, where he goes, "It's finally, it's finally, you finally." Oh, God, what's that smell? He just sees the guy's fingernails, and he's like, ah, oh, it smells like meat. Um, I did end up uh, finding... Um, Do you think he finally, uh, the guy who he besmirched 55 years ago, finally died, and so his, his atonement is finally over? Oh, maybe. Yeah, they're going to dig up his his uh, his corpse and bury the nails in the other guy's stead. <laughs> in a piano box. Just out of spite. <laughs> in a piano box, yes. Just flush those nails down the toilet. Uh, I got a... Uh, where is it? I hope I find it for you guys. So that was number one. If you thought that baby was gross. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm doing the... Uh, uh, That's why you're not the senator of podcast. You're just the boss. Pod boss, not senator boss. No, I got a good one for boss. you. He gets things done. <laughs> Here it is. Here. Oh, you don't want to know about snail racing, do you? Come on, where is it? Oh boy, this is dead air. Come on, Senator, feel it. 
wasn't deposed. He was just the fingernail guy. He just gave up after a while. He hung up his spurs, and instead of spurs, they were his fingers. Donated them to uh, a museum. Not a. <laughs> no, not they a home, they were not a shelter. They were for, the for soup. He donated his nails to start a soup. God, God, that case. I wasn't feeling it before, but you you made it. You made it bad. Well, that that um, let me find it. Fingernail tea. Steep those babies. Make them soft and supple again. Ooh, this tastes like 1987. <laughs> right. You lick it through the ages. <laughs> like the rings Different on a flavors. tree are like. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I think that's Britney. Oh. <laughs> Britney Spears, I think. Summer of 2000. Here, here it is. I found it, and it's perfect. You guys were talking about it, and I missed it. Um, oh, this is tough. So, anyways, they found recently, Henning, you might know this. They recently found a sarcophagus in Egypt. That they opened oh, yeah. up. Did you hear about this? Man, 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 black sarcophagus. Well, they found it, and it was actually still open. They sealed it with bodies inside that they hadn't mummified, and they put them in a juice. So they opened up the sarcophagus, oh, okay. and it was like a body stew. And mm. now, because cool. of religious reasons, people are petitioning to get suckles of this sarcophagus soup. I gotta get a taste of that soup. <laughs> here's here's what the soup looks like. <laughs> oh, I'd take a nip. I'd take a nip. You, would you? <laughs> no. I th- we need to drink the red liquid from the cursed dark sarcophagus in the form of some sort of carb- carbonated energy drink so we can assume its powers what? and finally die, the petition reads. Is that the onion? <laughs> No, it's <laughs> it's Huff That's Post. That's Monster Energy Huff Drink. Post. Ha- oh, okay, or as I call it, the Bunyan. <laughs> no thanks. Uh, don't put let... your shoes on. Who who Ariana Huffington? What's her name? Ariana Huffington. Um, isn't well, she, she gonna ha- drink that old old shit stew? Isn't she respected in the world of journalism? Eh, it depends on who you ask. Eh. Is she not? Not really anymore. She no. sp- she spoke. Poe is pretty bad. She spoke at my uh, uh, graduation, and uh, she left the stage because Char- she didn't know Ch- Charlie Schumer, Senator Senator Henning, your colleague Chuck Schumer was also going <laughs> to speak. So when Schumer came out, she she uh, exited the stage. She chovy tinned him. She tinned well, no him. Thanks. No thanks, Schum. I got sarcophagus and- soup to write. And guess who's still respected and who's writing stories about fucking ancient Egyptian energy drinks? She she was pitch. It, it is kind of sad. Like to, I there's nothing from that story. Although in finding the story, I don't know if you guys want to hear about it. Somebody found another could snake snake in a toilet. <laughs> could you die from that? Like drinking that? Like yes. Slurry. Yes. Henning. Yeah. Or just know. get really sick. You'd have to, right? Bacteria. Sick. Well, it's the a desert, that, though. It's the juice that they put them in. Mad cow. Um, let's see. <laughs> Taste the Mad soup. Cow. I don't know if that existed back then. We have worse diseases now, certainly. See, if it was moist now, 
that means there was moisture added? Like, could they have sealed in, like, liquid? Would they have just, like... Because they're not an airtight seal, so you couldn't have, like, buried them in, like, delicious oils and fragrant waters. Like, that right. stuff is gone. Like, the, bod- the the moisture from the human body is now gone. <laughs> Guys, I found... If, if, if HuffPo is... T- Huppo is to be believed. I just found your answer to uh, to whether you'd get sick or not. To be clear, the liquid is actually sewage water that leaked in over the centuries. Okay, then you definitely would get sick. <laughs> the, Egyptian, the Egyptian Ministry of Antiquity said, but the people who are, are, are signing the petition said, Stop trying! Please stop trying to tell us that skeleton juice is mostly sewage because everyone knows that skeletons can't poop. <laughs> the bun- I'm loving, I'm loving like that press conference which has that like classical stuffy British Egyptologist that's like, well, we've discovered the subsidian sarcophagus and we're going to crack it open and we found a, a mysterious liquid and then they're like kick it to the like, nah, it's just shit water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the Cairo sewage department guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, nah, you don't want to drink it. The old Red Hook, the the guys from Red Hook Cairo that are brought in to excavate that old sewage line. You got friggin' rats this big in the old, uh, the, what are the Giza, Giza rats in there. Don't ask me about the snakes, asps. I hate them. <laughs> Nothing but asp down there. God, I'm gonna take my pension early. Nothing but, pe- it's, uh, you, do you guys know anybody who, um, it's a life I, I don't think you guys will experience. I know I'll never, like, these are, like, union guys or city guys or firemen, uh, women, like, that uh, have, like, pension jobs where they get these weird mm. choices of, like, if I take my pension now, I'm going to end up getting $800 a month. But if I take my pension in six months, it's eight twenty-five, and then they end up working until they die because it's that little taste of oh, little bone broth tea. juice of oh, yeah. eight thirty-five, and then they just retire and don't get to enjoy it. Because I think if you're looking at like an eight hundred dollar pension, that's probably a lot less than what you're making. Oh yeah, right. To well, me, that yeah. sounds like a lot of money. I'd be like, take the pension now. Can I have it? <laughs> Right? Just give I'll me drink something. the bone juice. I'll drink the sludge. What? Take your pension or drink the juice? <laughs> the mummy juice? Oh. It sounds like an energy drink. Mummy juice. Uh, the blood of Cairo. Yeah, you could market that. Put us. Oh my god, there you go. Let's forget t-shirts. Why don't you market an energy drink with like candy bones in it and call it like bone bone broth but what's like a just call it slurry the slurry cuz right. isn't that the term that like the fucking in the old slaughterhouses well you have to mix something grave like with something extreme right so mountain mountain dew slurry i was thinking like like grave crave Crave the grave. <laughs> Crave the grave. But that's the whole thing. The marketing thing would be to avoid the grave. Crave the grave, but drink our drink and you'll avoid the grave. Avoid the you're void. Fucking, you're, avoid the void. <laughs> <laughs> it 
just steal the bring the Noid back? But it's not the Noid, it's the Void. As bones. It's the Noid's bones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can see that commercial already because then you can get your like uh <laughs> a fucking uh just like German existential like Oh, sis, we stare into the void. And then the void's like, me, and just like clobbers him with a hammer. Avoid the void. That's fun. Uh, I was thinking. He uh, just surfs the void like it's a like a tight cannon barrel of a wave. We're gonna surf the void like the boins of no- bo- bones of noid. <laughs> Boins. It's, it's all to save the Noid's bones. We're gonna bring. All right, I got a pitch for you. The the Noid is dead, right? He's deader than dead. Like we're gonna like bring back dead. his bones. He's in a piano box. He's so dead. You know why we're gonna bring back his bones? Because people call pizza crust bones. So we're gonna have a pizza <laughs> just called All Bones, and we're bringing back the Noid. It's a box of crust. <laughs> you you could probably sell that, but the sauce is in the middle, so it's like crack the bone, suck the marrow, and it's oh marinara. my god, that's it! <laughs> yes, crack baby, the yes. bones. You could sell that. You could sell that. You could sell it a little Henning? easier in '92. Get a do and the bones. <laughs> I need my. I got my do and my bones, dog. They sold what Bigfoot pizzas because. Uh, but they weren't shaped like feet. They should have <laughs> been. Why not? Yes, they were. That's what I thought that meant. Like big got the no. real cast from the guy who found it. Big shoes. <laughs> Baked a pizza in it. Like it's one of those like clay <laughs> pots in an oven. Like it's Bigfoot oven made. Oh man. They if they if little Little Caesars is weird now. Like, do you remember when Little Caesar they have always been what they've been, but like Little Caesars, you used to go order your pizza, and it would take a normal amount of time that a like a pizza joint of that capacity would take, like fifteen twenty mm-hmm. minutes. Now Little Caesars just—I don't know the last time you've been, but Little Caesars just has yeah. pizzas. You just walk in, and you yeah. pick it off a shelf like you're at a library, and you give them you get you put five dollars on the dresser until. <laughs> Bones behind the counter. Caesar daintily is putting his toga back on. (laughs) Pizza, pizza. Uh, yeah. So it's by the slice then. No, no, it's every New York place. No, it's a box of pizza. By the the pie. By the pie. And it's a it's a thing in urban areas with uh, uh, Little Caesars. It's streetsa because they put the pizzas they don't sell on the street. That's not true. Is that true? Yeah, it is. It's true. Streetsa. Look it up. Look it up. Have a nice streetsa. That doesn't sound. I need a streetsa. It's no different than the only difference is you didn't walk into the store. It's been on their shelf for the entire day for, anyway. The only except difference you're smart is enough you're eating it by the light of the moon. Six seven oh one to get your free pizza instead of at seven fifty eight paying for it like a fucking mark. Exactly. They don't uh, inside. They don't put it on the on the street and rub it around in the sewage water. Oh yeah, they don't know bone slurry. Why not? You pour it over like a Papa John's <laughs> little butter sauce. 
Slurry sauce. I mean, like, I worked at Whole Foods when they would, and during the time where they would just throw that shit in the alley and then throw bleach on it. That's so incredible. Yeah. That can't, like, wasn't the point? I remember when <clears throat> first hearing about Whole Foods was the idea of, like, like, you know, employees first and giving them health care and all this shit and, like, donating a certain amount of money, like, where did the shift? Did they push like the guy who started Whole Foods out, or did he sell it? Or uh, they're owned by Amazon he, now, aren't they? He just sold it. So watch your tongue. Jeff Bezos is listening oh. from his from his piano box in the sky. Yeah, he's got some he's obsidian sarcophagus. Oh, definitely. Can we? He's be... got one waiting. Or Jeff Bezos speed. I uh, I saw the like. I we everyone is just clamoring for stuff. We've always known it, but come on, Prime Day, come on! They made nine hundred million dollars in one day. On and Prime I day. think my credit card was stolen during because Prime Day went down. Oh yeah, we Ashley, we had went out of town, and I got a chase alert because I have a a like I have one two credit cards. Yep. Both for a maximum of about 3500 between two of them. That's good. I got a message before we left that someone charged $9,500 to my chase card attached to Amazon. And I was like, well, shit. I didn't realize my limit was so high. Yeah, they put your limit up. Nice. So then I called them and was like, I, I know good news, bad news. I got I got a lot more money to spend. So I called Amazon and was like, "Hey, I didn't spend this shit. Yeah, ninety five hundred dollars on anything ever." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. It didn't process. It's cool. We'll just block it. Send you a new card, whatever." And I was just like, "Huh? I never. I use that card at the grocery store, or it's connected to my Amazon account." And so I was just like ruminating on it. And Ashley and I were talking, but she was like, "It was fucking Prime Day." Did you see a little? There was a fucking uh... hack on Prime Day. <laughs> That was a little, a little goblin on the plane wing, right, rolling behind Henning. That's funny. <laughs> a little, uh, angel on the shoulder. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Don't speak ill about Amazon." So yeah, I was just like, I called them, and then nothing. They were like, "Yeah, that's not a thing." And then Ashley was like, "It was probably just like because it was I did the it was charged to OTC Incorporated." Which I looked up and it was it. It's the spiciest company you've ever seen. It's called the Oriental Trading Company. Oh, I'm f- well familiar with it. Huh. They sell like America. Yeah, they, they sell like whoopee cushions and yes. dildos and shit. Yes, <laughs> yes, those little rubber like domes that you flip like them inside out and they pop up in the air. So They're, yeah, no. it's a junk company. And I looked it up and people were like. Yeah, I get, I've gotten charged from them in the past. I called them and they just hung up on me. <laughs> of course they did. I was like, did. oh, okay, cool. They're responsible for, if not millions, hundreds of thousands of child labor deaths, Oriental Trading Company. Every small garbage thing you see, which you see constantly. My goes quarter through machine Oriental. finger monsters? Yes. Uh, pencil eraser end pieces uh yeah you said oh, dildos everything, everything you get after 
playing skee ball for an hour. Right. Gathering tickets yeah. at an arcade or something. That's, oh my god. Uh, they took me for nine grand. They gotcha. <laughs> but Prime and Day. I didn't even get a whoopee cushion. Model. They, uh. Yeah, what if you got. It would be. What would you. How would you respond if that went through and you. At your door, you just got like all these packages and you opened them and they were all the whoopee fuck? cushions. Whoopee would your cushion. first instinct be like, what? Like somebody, ah, somebody's. Yeah, exactly. Little. How many. I'm going to ask you guys, how many days. And then that would lead into months and years. Do you think $9,000 would buy you of daily whoopee cushions? Like how long would I conceivably do you think would I be getting a whoopee cushion? Till I died? One whoopee cushion a day with $9,000? When do you think it would run out, like, that amount, if they were just a parcel? Like, that would be, like, 30 years. Without a doubt. Uh, I think I've seen the old Oriental Trading Company book, because I think they they come in the mail at the uh, old... uh, My neighbor used to get them in in New York, too, so I used to take his mail. Um... I work for the Oriental Trading You can't company? turn down an Oriental Trading magazine. They're too they have holiday sections. You want to see what's coming out <laughs> for St. Patty's Day. But I think like a 100 pack of whoopee cushions is like $12.50. So do the math on that. And I might be highballing it. So I could be getting 12 12 whoopee cushions multiple times a week for at least a one hundred whoopee years? cushions for twelve fifty. Nine thousand dollars is what? Nine hundred. Nine hundred or the so abacus, installments. The Oriental Abacus. Eighty thousand whoopee cushions. How many? And now, how many years is that? Three hundred and seventy days in a year. It's uh, two hundred sixteen years. Jesus! Yeah! Welcome to the crease. Would have... Avoid the void. <laughs> Avoid the void. I can bequeath many generations of fan heels. You'll be getting at least one whoopee cushion a day. This is the worst pension ever. Until your grandchildren's grandchildren die. They're gonna, your, Harvey's gonna choke you in your sleep with a whoopee cushion. I know, she's gonna have to either learn how to, a killer, a boiled whoopee cushion recipe, or otherwise this Mad Max world isn't going to work for us. She'll, it'll be one cushion too far, a bridge too far. Just, <laughs> just constantly sitting on whoopee cushions. Just finally snaps. <laughs> she smothers me with a whoopee cushion <laughs> and just screams in my dying face like, you should have had long fingernails, you fucking worthless piece of shit. What a metaphorical death. You wouldn't be buried. You're not a fat man buried in a piano box. Yeah, You're yeah. a comedian. Smothered with a whoopee cushion, just wicked, just Jesus. sprinkled into the crappy end of a whoopee cushion, and then they just give up. The day the garbage. <laughs> One last toot, and your ashes are spread <laughs> on someone's pant leg, and they're like, "For God's sakes!" <laughs> on Harvey's pant leg. Oh, it'd have to be if she took my life. The least I could do was oh, leave my ashes on her fucking pant leg. I think about, I already think about that, like, could this be the one that murders me? Like, when I look at Rue, like, could that, could it, could this, could I be the one? I watch a lot of Dateline, and you see that shit, like, and now there's a new perspective, like, like, I hate to dad it up, but it's like, this fucking kid, if she, mur- if she murders me, 
and I've done all this work already to fucking murder me? It's just like a double, double insult. Double insult. I brought you into this world and you took me out of it? That's not how the bit goes. That's not how it works. Take me out with a, I don't know, what's another comical device? When a carrot tops, you know. She just smashes your head with a hammer? Oh, yeah. Like a comedically <laughs> large like hammer? Gallagher. It's the saddest Gallagher ever. <laughs> it's not a giant mallet. It's a ball peen. It's, it's an actual useful-sized tool. Oh, God. Oh, my God. You guys, you were asking me two weeks ago or last week what Chauvy we couldn't think of. And I, I'm actually, I'm gonna, I might be throwing myself on the sacrificial pyre here, but you know what, Chauvy? I was like very surprised, and I know we've talked about you shouldn't be mm-hmm. surprised with anyone, but this guy is so been so meek and nerdy. In fact, to have created like an empire out of nerdiness, literally called oh, the yes. Nerdist. Oh, yes. yes, that was the yes. one. I was like, mm-hmm. that was it. Yep. And it was from like a very like, from what it seemed like he finally. So I'm talking about Chris Hardwick. He yeah. fucking yeah, yeah. has been circling the toilet bowl fast because he had a hard rise, and it was he put a lot oh, of work man. into it. But it was like right when Nerdist was like, he's How? like the pod boss, really. If we want to talk about it, he builds well, this Nerdist empire. <laughs> Out of things he loves, like he tried, he did a shitty MTV show, he tried doing the acting thing, and then he just said, fuck it, I'm going to do a podcast about things I like, comic books, movies, yeah. and it catches fire over time, so a slow burn, uh, mm-hmm. but ember. an ember, but then like and he, he finally like gets heat, I don't know if he sold like stocks of it yet, but like, or they've optioned his company millions, he gets his first, oops, sexy girlfriend. And she's a bombshell. And apparently it was a like kind of a rocky relationship because he was nerdy guy with money. And I don't want to sound like I'm on his side here because I don't know what happens behind closed doors. But then they get broken up and he makes a lot more money. And now he's in the public eye. And it's and and like all the girlfriends prior and after her, including his wife now, are supporting him. And not in the coolest way. They're just like. He's too much of a, like, he's too much of a panty waste. Like, it doesn't make, like, this just doesn't fit. Now, again, this sounds like I'm taking sides, but I'm not. But anyways, so Chris Hardwick is the showby of the, he's a big one to to He to is fall. married to a Hearst. A Hearst. Yes. Like, Randolph Hearst, yeah. citizen, as in seen in Citizen Kane. Yeah, he's. For his great granddaughter. Yeah, and she's supporting him, and so fi- let's just, uh, like, let's take the financials out of it. Financially, he's fine, but mm-hmm. it really did, like, like everybody stepped away from him hard. Like, and everybody yes. has to, but, like, it's, I feel like this one might come out, like, where it's, like, uh, again, I'm throwing myself on the bricks here, but where it's just, like, I don't know. I just, I saw him get famous, and I wanted to fucking ruin him. What do you think? Uh, what I heard is they had a uh, uh, something I read is like they had a one of the uh, sort of dominate dominatrix S and M type relationships. Okay, like she is is a uh, 
I don't know what the term of it is, is the, not the dominatrix, but the person who allows themselves to be like bound. Oh, he dominated her? The passive partner. And then he was the dominator. Sub? Henning's Henning, got the terminology. Uh, Henning, rezip that mask, would you? Senator Sub, please. <laughs> I'm a senator of podcasting. I need to know this. True, we uh, got a bill in the works. So that, if like that was part of their relationship, was like the dominator dominated thing. <clears throat> sub, 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 sub. So, I'm sorry, but Hardwick was the and... dominator. He so, was the D, and so she was the sub. D. Sync the sub. The dom and the sub. Okay. So, which, all right. So I guess all right. So again, which you I could don't argue know what goes on behind closed doors. In so. some, in some of those like uh, uh, relationships, like that humiliation Comes is back sexy. Later. So it could like he. I know he's married now, but it's one of those things. Is like part of what they were into was like. He as a seemingly passive dude. Yes. Because all of the things we're talking about was like, he was a fucking piece of shit to her in public. Yeah. And he was like, like, not just physically not abusive, closed doors. but emotionally abusive. Oh, they said it happened in public? Uh, there was when it first happened, I read like people came out and were like, we saw him dress her down at an event. Like he was very, you know, like. He was a D to her sub. sub. Yeah, we need a better term than that. Um, so part of that like culture would be eventually to be humiliated. So yeah, not that he was expecting to be humiliated, but like part of that last laugh is like, oh, okay, cool. Which in the end, who has more power? The sub, because now it's like you, you fucking dress me down in public and like treat me like shit yeah do you think maybe that like guess what now you now you have nothing right just they took your name off the company yes they literally you founded and didn't own anymore he sold it which i thought was an i always thought that was an interesting move on his part like he sold the whole kit and caboodle to the point where he couldn't even call his own podcast the nerdist his podcast is called mm-hmm. something like you know, D. I don't. I don't know what it's I called. Ten, <laughs> Dirty D. I I D Tenty. What? Yeah. Spelled idiot. If you. Uh, oh, see it in, gotcha. In, in writing. Well, who's the I D Tenty now? Doesn't roll off the tongue. It doesn't. That was a bad move. I agree. So, he can dry his tears on those Hearst silks that he sleeps on every night. <laughs> I know. You suppose he knew this was going to come out in the cashed out of the nerdist right before possible i doubt it though like would you smelled smoke you sell your company to make more money and you get promised a spot like honestly like it's one of those things like running like running like that company that he had up to that point like of course you'd sell out i think well so i didn't know i didn't there was some me too shit in your in your future yeah I think, and this is all hearsay. I don't know if that's true. All this, but right they were here. like, she, yeah. she was part of that scene, and he could have like, I don't like. I'm not, I'm not trying to like 
I'm not defending Chris Hardwick. Like, no, me neither. Because I don't. Again, I don't know what happens. It just seems like a case of like I always go back to one relationship that always makes me cringe, and I'm glad I was never in it. But it's still like almost have nightmares about it, and it's a it's a fictional relationship, and it takes place in Boogie Nights. And it's between William H. Oh, Macy's Jesus character Christ, yes. and the the his wife, Always. who's constantly cheating on him, but in front of his face and dressing him down. And it's just like, but in her defense, he's the cameraman, and it's her job to fuck guys. <sighs> so that's no, that's like that still cringiest, the cringiest of cringy. So that's where I see it. Where it's like I see nerd getting like. Just like this, just I see domination on her end, but that's just me because yeah. because because you know why? Because I'm seeing it at a superficial level. I see a little dweeby guy who's got money who gets physically someone who's out of his league. If you want to say that that's a thing, and then mm-hmm. that sours, and then she's like, she's always had the upper hand, so she's gonna well, it's one crush of the, the like nerd. if you if you think about it like in a long game sort of like. Dom sub like if you are a Chris Hardwick and you were like cool I'm gonna do this and like do all this stuff and like humiliate you and do whatever to get my rocks off he like in the long run is is just submissive to <laughs> he's beholden to these actions you know right. like so in the long run of the thing it's like you are then beholden to all of this quote-unquote aberrant behavior but if they're doing it in comes... the bedroom together that can't be the charge dom sub is a is a thing that people consent to right and also she just wrote an article about how shitty he was that's right well maybe he's a shitty guy and it, it i'm not i'm him. not defending him from no. being probably i don't like him i didn't care for him Ooh, this is just solely dish, based dish. on like Talking him, dead, man. Him, he him. he bothers me, dude. I didn't mind him. I, I, what you know what, what was, was your issue? What was he? A tryhard. Yes. Ooh, tryhard. I'm with Henning. I'm Wait, with Henning. Continue, you hipster. <laughs> <laughs> Got to where he was, like, on the sweat of his brow. I don't think his stand-up ever came naturally to him. Right. And his podcast feels like, oh, I'm just how am I here? How am I so lucky? Okay. Uh, but I gets, liked him on Singled you know, he, Out. He, he, I always, I always empathized with no him. No edge to him. Why would you empathize with him? Because I, w- I was always like mooning after Jenny McCarthy yeah, as a, as a, t- a teen. Yeah, and I was like, that's my guy. He never gets any credit. He's always just making eyes at Jenny McCarthy. I get where he's coming from. Yeah, I can see that. So a tryhard, hey? Eh? Who? I need other examples of tryhards because I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Cool. Would Jimmy Fallon be a tryhard? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Definitely. So they it's sort won't. of it's sort of that type of comedy thing where it's like it's... Apple for the teacher kind of deal, where it's like so eager to please, and it's obviously a put on character. Gotcha. That you, it's just for the audience. It's easily palatable, but you have to, behind the scenes, you have to work so hard to keep it up. Keep a smile on your face. Are you cutting throats? 
<clears throat> oh, apparently he was with his schlonger. Ooh, that's weird. <laughs> Where are the hobos? Ooh. Show me the hobos. Little razor blade in the old peen crease. That's what I was he's gonna got, say. He's yeah. got bodies. He's seven. A little spiked wiener. Like, cut your throat like a stegosaurus. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to derail an actual conversation with just no, no, I'm just baseless color, color, like colorful, horrible. I, I, so I guess I get it. Like, with the tryhard thing, it's a very selfish thing because that's where I was trying to get at. Why would you sell your company that you built up with your friends? Because he had other people on, like, You Made It Weird was on Nerdist. Like, all these people then had to rework contracts with other people. Like, keep your own fucking empire. Why would you sell your empire? That's weird. He married into an empire. But that sucks. And he went on primetime and did a game show. That's tough. You're right. How much is too much, Chris? He's gonna come. <laughs> he's gonna find us in the night because he's got a lot of free time now. <laughs> he listens to all podcasts at once because <laughs> he's the Podfather. I know he is the. He's Dom. All funneled into his Pod Dom. his sleeping brain, and his eyes just look like the beginning of the Matrix until he unplugs the podcast. <laughs> it, he's the architect. That <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the crease. That's his allegory, but he took it from the Matrix, derived it from. Except the Except you gotta like play miniature golf with him, or like Nintendo sixty four. It is interesting, like think because I think because it's comedy and because certain things he tries hard to show that he likes. There was not empathy, but I was able to try and put myself in the shoes of somebody that loses everything in the matter of hours. And again, we sure. talk about not everything, but like let's say his livelihood, not financial. He's no, every, again, every, he's riding the hearse lions, but it's got to be But no, I agree. Crazy. Like it when I heard it and read those articles, I just it made me made my stomach hurt. You know, cuz it, it relatively as long as we were like hustling trying to do comedy, he was doing the same thing. Right. So like he is was then on TV almost every single night and had a, a a podcast network, the podcast network that hosted shows at you know Meltdown Comics, like this huge thing, and like that just went away. Why don't we because try he's hard? Fucking made douchey. Dis- I don't know. <laughs> I like to because we didn't like lose to lose everything to pay in women to, hours. We didn't choke enough women. I know we're too. You try hard and lose. It hurts. Oh, so don't even try. Chess. So Never did he? Try. So t- Henning, did he try hard, or does he just seem to try hard? He, yeah, he always seemed like he was sweating it, like he was putting on a character. I think the fakeness is the main thing of a try hard. He has to work hard, and it's never natural. That was always my thing about like Talking through. Dead. Was I? So I get the try hard because it was always like he was always a little too. Over the top, a little too wasn't natural. I get what is you're saying. Is he a jock? So I'm, I'm, is he a fake? Is he a faker? He's probably like a long distance runner, maybe a golf tennis guy. Uh, his dad was a pro bowler. Ew. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he is a lot of you. You guys turn me around. Not that I wasn't. Not that I was in his corner ever, but um. <laughs> 
Hans, stop shooing him out of the from behind you. Chris Hardwick, live from North Carolina, everybody. Would we have him on? Would we have an, would we have him on the pod? He is a pod guy. I I think Henny and I have made our case. You could do that episode by yourself. Just a me, just a toilet to Chris. <laughs> One, I'll get the exclusive. It's a it's a toilet to toilet. Oh yeah, he is a exclusive. Toilet. Uh, the talking toilet. That's who he is. <laughs> I did have a toilet experience this week, so I got a haircut. I got a very strange haircut, and I have a name from for Chris it. Hardwick. <laughs> not yet but have you guys so i got a i got a haircut and the stylist i don't i've never had this before she's like i'm gonna do something with you like like my husband keep it real high and tight on the sides but i'm gonna leave it long on top she did it so i have this incredibly long swath of hair on top of my head and <laughs> shorn sides but she didn't i've never had this happen she didn't style it like to finish it was just this long flop of hair on my head and she just uh, handed me a comb and said like comb your hair and i did and then i was done so anyway so i have this interesting like i was like i've seen this haircut before i don't know what it is but it's something high and tight very long on top and i realized we have a macklemore okay yeah but it's a little more like and i can't think of the nazi's name but (laughs) not gonna bury the lady just gonna go it's definitely a nazi's haircut it's a it's the guy played by um ray fines in schindler's oh jesus christ yeah because i caught a look of myself there's a famous scene where he just finishes having sex with this woman and then he goes to the toilet Easy, and Hardwick. S- and you see him go to the toilet and pee, and you only see him from behind, and he's like pudgy and sad because he's just been drinking and eating too much. And he's like crude, and he's got his suspenders down, but he's got high and tight and just long hair in the back. And I looked behind me, and I saw a mirror, and I'm like, <laughs> that's the guy from Schindler's List. <laughs> she gave me a German on the toilet. <laughs> she gave me a, or no, a Nazi on the toilet. <laughs> trademarked but not a good trademark <laughs> it's a very surreal experience to see that and have it sure. flash into your head so vividly nah nothing beats that hairstyle you don't know like i remember the first few haircuts i got in new york were not not quite as german as your experience but it's like I remember in that neighborhood we all lived in, Sunset Park? which is predominantly Latin in Sunset Park. You got a haircut. I was like, I need Sunset to get a haircut. Okay. okay. Oh, I avoided all of the barber shops. We lived above one that were that were for men. Oh boy. Because I was like, I don't want to get ridiculed as a as a as a pudgy Germanic descented individual as myself. That was a good so I choice. walked like forty five minutes and found like a ladies salon. Okay. And I remember I walked in and was and like it was just all of these like very cute tiny uh, Spanish women and they like froze. Right. And I was like, ah fuck, but I need a goddamn haircut. I was like, hi, can I get a hi, can I get a haircut? <laughs> and they just kind of like whispered to each other and one of them went in the back and got the one lady who 
they said spoke English, but the one who she was just like, what do you need? And I was like, I would like a haircut. Oh, wow. And she was like, oh, okay. So she sat me down and like, did it up, did it up. It was one of those, that, you know, like I, I wear glasses, so I couldn't see. And they just do it up. And my mom's a hairdresser. So it was like, do it all. And like, you don't just out of respect. You just, you take a cursory look and then you leave. Sure. And look at yourself in the car mirror, or in my case, <laughs> the nearest parked car. <laughs> I got out. I was like, I didn't know about about the uh, the rules there. Oh yeah. The we don't want to just be like you fucked it up, you piece of shit. Like fix it? it, and then you turn over that heavy chair. Yeah. So I left and I looked in the mirror you and just I just looked oh. like one of those like heartthrobs from the cover of the like. I just had the most beautiful, like, Mexican, like, like singers with the guitar. And I was like, well, that could be my look. I I had a... Because they just styled my hair the way... I was like, I like it shorter and a little bit long. So, like, I'll just style it like the fucking guy on the poster who's singing down at the fucking Madison Square Garden. I (laughs) had... I had a similar experience as far as going to a place uh, where where I think everybody should experience, just like you experienced a female, a Latin female-centric environment, which you should feel, as white males, we should feel like the minority at times. It, it, It serves us right. But I went to a place where I offended these women, and I think it was a cultural thing. You guys can help me. So I chose uh, a dentist because of my horrible insurance called Rainbow Dental in Astoria. And it was in, you had to walk through a house's garage. And it was in the first level of a house. You just you just heard tools being sharpened, and you're like, what's happening? But it was when I walked in, it was the same thing. Everybody froze, Casey, but it was all um, Muslim women in full dress, full Ooh, hijabs yeah. and everything. Yeah. And they did not know what the, the, well, the woman behind. So there were two people that were working. Um, and then the waiting room, the living room, had like six women and one child and they were all female the women behind the counter were female they were again they were all in this traditional not like burkas or anything but in the traditional dress mm-hmm. and yeah. very taken aback and i said and i had an appointment because i scheduled it like online Good Fräulein. <laughs> right have you seen me at the toilet <laughs> um but uh <laughs> They, uh, I, so I sat down and again, this might be me just because there's like, this guy's dirty, but I sat down next to one of the wo- uh, women and my arm touched her arm and she got up and moved seats. Now, oh, shit. yeah. So I was like, real, this is an experience where it's good to feel like the outsider, but I think I was making them very uncomfortable because... Maybe culturally they're not supposed to be around like another mm-hmm. guy in in a certain setting, like that's disrespectful or something. But well, it's like Hasidic guys, like on an airplane, yes, or exactly. Hasidic men in general, can't touch 
other women. Right. They're not supposed to be on stage or work. Like, yeah, and it's a cultural thing. It's showy. It's weird. Now this is switched on the other foot, so it's a weird dynamic there. But the and dentist... Like, I'm a showy. Touch me. Touch me, ladies. Right. The dentist, he... Like, I think... She was not in a hijab. She was not in traditional headdress, but she was not pleasant towards me at all, as though I was... Like, I felt like she thought that I was, like, FBI or something. Like, I felt, I truly <laughs> felt like she thought that I was trying to get some inside dirt. Was this September 12th, 2001? <laughs> right. No, no, no. I don't know. She just, she looked at me as though I didn't belong because I didn't belong. But what, <laughs> uh, but she was very hard on like my teeth. Other. Very hard on my teeth. She said I had like 12 cavities out of spite because when I went to another dentist, they're like, you don't have any cavities. Um, and then she just wanted to work you over. This was this was the kicker. She offered me a toothbrush. But at the time I was using an electric toothbrush. So I said, no, I got a toothbrush. And she's like, what do you mean? You don't want a free toothbrush? I was like, no, I don't use those tooth- toothbrushes. And she's like. <laughs> Okay, and she threw it in her drawer and shut the drawer. But then this is where it gets bad because my copay with my insurance was honestly the saddest amount. It was like a dollar and twelve cents, but I didn't have a physical dollar and twelve cents. Oh Jesus! So I handed her a card, and she's like, "You don't have cash." I was like, "I don't, I don't have any money." Sorry, ma'am. And she had to. We just end this transaction, right? She pulled out her own like cricket system that she had to plug in and plug into her laptop, and then run my card for a dollar twelve. So that was a similar to. I mean, I guess it was a worse experience than your barbershop experience, but. Oh man, the Muslim dentist. That's an SNL sketch that's waiting to be written. Muslim dentist. the best oh my god i'm just thinking about like old hansi german rolling in you know howdy it, it was also like i was really like that was like right towards the end like uh before i got sober too so i was like drinking a lot so i, I was also <laughs> like it was definitely coming out of my pores, so that could have had a big. Let's. I should have prefaced that. I should have. I was probably drinking that morning. So, uh, excuse all, me, sir. Your teeth are full of gin. We literally, we literally can go back and you can re-experience the story of everything I just said. The women freezing. The woman getting her arm touched. The dentist not wanting to work on me. The argument about the dollar and twelve cents. Like I was wearing jogging pants. Like everything makes sense now. Man, different lenses, different lenses <laughs> for different friends. I was crawling out of the I, crease. When I got my hair cut, high on mushrooms. Oh, so yeah. It's okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, man. I, uh, I didn't, so I didn't have, I'm throwing this out there and I don't know, this could be, all right, I didn't, I didn't, I have a quiz for the ages, but it's not for today. But I did have you. We were talking about uh, off oh, throughout the week. We were talking about a reality show based on podcast. And why couldn't that happen? Mm-hmm. Because they make reality shows out of every other goddamn thing. 
cake sure. makers, towing lizard lick towing companies, pawn shop people, Hawaiian Hawaiian debt collectors, Hawaiian debt collectors, Ooh, yeah, Hawaiian debt, the granddaddy uh, of them all. I, I don't know if they've done libraries, but like everything. And so, what's the basis of a re- comic book stores? What's the basis yeah. of a reality show? You have guys. You need drama. You need drama. Basic human drama. Somebody has a quirk. It's a bait. Yep. So you need basic setting or basic occupation. In our case, it's podcast. You need some. You need a straight laced guy who's always dealing with a couple of quirks, and then. You need exactly like you said, human drama or conflict. So a regular day in Pod Boss, you got the Pod bo- <laughs> Pod Boss. You got Tommy the urinal, Casey. <laughs> that was me, yeah. And you got Henning Stall. Stalls, who's Stalls. always got something clever to say because he's. We didn't set up its toilet themed. You got Pod Boss the toilet or Toilet Boss. Um, Henning always wants to do go-karts or mini-golfing or some sort of fun, irreverent right. thing to take us out of this hard-nosed world of podcasting. But it, yeah, it always has to be surrounded by a pod and then... Get out of the bathroom sometimes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> go experience the world. Confli- and then no. Henning takes us to a bathroom convention. It Good work, to- stalls. <laughs> it has to start with... <laughs> Wow, that was deja vu, what you just said, Casey. That was very weird. I don't know why I've experienced that before, but I've experienced what you just said. But it <laughs> Bathroom convention? Yeah, I don't Stalls. know what, if it was a dream or a nightmare <laughs> or something, but that just like flooded, hit me. Talk about Matrix. Oh my God, Chris Hardwick's what? tapping in. People, 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 people. But one of the episodes can start with Stalls seeing something new and weird written on the stall and we got to get to the bottom of it. You know. Cuz are we podcasting from a central location? Well, I every week like an we office have, building? Right. We have, we have the most popular podcast on some podcatcher's network. Can you believe it? And then Podcatcher. Podcatcher. It's a podcatcher. We, get your we, podcatcher today. That Henning tech guy, they call there's things pod called podcatchers thing. where you get pods. Um, Software. It's a piece of... Like, it collects your pods for you to listen to them. Catches them in a net. But so our goal in every week's show is to get our podcast out, but somebody's something's always interrupted. Yeah, it. some, they've got the stuffy guy that owns the coffee shop we're being really loud in and trying to use their free internet. <laughs> right. Ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> So something has to something has to get in the way. Drama right there. <laughs> there we go. We, we can't podcast here. We've been doing it five years. We've been just we're just talking, man. We're not doing anything. We're just talking. It's oh, now it. suddenly we're big and have a a reality show. Now you want to kick us out? And everyone's Jealous. face is blurred out because Haters. no one no one will sign the waiver. Oh yeah, and <laughs> everyone's blurred out, and every 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 blurred. location. <laughs> Just our faces on a blurry field. I was, I was thinking it could be animated for all intents and purposes. Oh yeah, here we are, live at the Statue of Liberty. I no was signed permission. Like, but you could bring in like some of the, like the trashy reality show. Like somebody said, like like old urinal cake says something about oh, Stall's wife Tina on the pod. Could we? And cake we knows foreclose? it's gonna be bad. Could we foreclose on other podcasts? We got to shut them down. 
cease and desist. Sure, they're like, losing the ratings. There's a, a we'll give a vague rating system, and you didn't make the cut today, Lego Podcast Two Seven Seven. They'll be like, you guys got to hear this other podcast. It's called Idiot Rehearsal. What? <laughs> we got to shut them down. <laughs> Well, of course, they're better, faster, smarter. Oh, yeah. By the end, we befriend them. It's a barbecue. And, you know, they become assistants. I don't know. It's like the end of Bad News Bears. They win, but we actually win. Right. Who wins? I don't know. Who's got the show? The reality show. Jerk Us. Because they're too busy writing movies for Hollywood. And just like the Hawaiian debt collector, eventually after, or Duck Dynasty, after three years, we get taken down because Stalls used the N-word on the phone with his mom or something. I I didn't get to that yet. (laughs) Oh, are you watching old Hollywood uh, Hawaiian debt collector, Henny? Are you just telling him to skip to the end? Oh, I don't want to ruin anything for you, but let me just tell you, he's a ruinous figure he's a if you didn't <laughs> know it by watching figure. if you didn't know it by watching dog the bounty hunter yet there's a uh, skeletons in his closet there's oh, more behind I'm... the camera <laughs> i just okay. love that the phrase he is a ruinous figure it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just so so beautifully poetic it was like who are you talking about Oh, Dog the Bounty Hunter? Oh, I thought you were Genghis Khan or maybe, I don't know, Julius Caesar. No, it's a fat Hawaiian who uh, arrests people. So a fat Hawaiian from Texas (laughs) did some time in jail. (laughs) The insult is like, I'm from Nebraska. Can it, fat Hawaiian? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he is an amazing figure, right? Pod boss. He calls everyone a fat Hawaiian. I, I, so far, I, I did not see the other shoe dropping. Uh, I did not see that coming. But uh, he's he's so nice to him. I, I love that. That's the, I guess that's the main point of the first few episodes is he's uh, like lamenting the people he's taking in and trying to turn him around, it too. set him straight. And it's bailed just like we were talking, like we went to. Uh, Night court, mm-hmm. you and me, Hans, and saw all these poor sacks getting outlandish bales for a couple dime bags or whatever, yeah. just thrown into the system. And and who's there to to turn them around and have their back? Oh, dirty D, old Hawaiian, <laughs> old Hawaiian king himself. Stuff. That's what they need. See, that's what they don't show you after the whole Hawaiian debt collector turns them into the police then they end up with that crazy lawyer henny we saw that's actually borrowing a dollar from his clients to buy doritos <laughs> wearing his bath slippers um, here's yeah. the thing guys here's the thing if i borrow a dollar from everybody i defend i make like seven dollars a night this is great <laughs> i had a weird experience like three days ago and i was like is this dom playing tricks on me i walked into a place and this woman's looking at me and she, intently and i was like all right i'm uncomfortable and then finally she just goes you ever seen night court and i go excuse me <laughs> and she goes yeah it's an old tv show i was like i know what night court oh, is oh i know <laughs> she goes uh, you just made me think of night court because you look like harry anderson and i wasn't offended <laughs> but then i was like what the fuck is going on like i was like yeah she's like you why do you know night court i was like 
I do a show about that show. <laughs> She's like, what? So I think we each blew each other's minds. Like, I don't know what put us in the same room together. But it's very odd. Is that weird? Like, and it was on, it was on a place called John's. Like nobody lives on this island. Like there's no reason. Uh, it was interesting. Except but, for that <laughs> mountain of night court cassettes they buried there because they couldn't. I live on old night court in Bull Mountain. It's all the old cassettes they couldn't sell. But we're it's leaking out into the drinking water. <laughs> the old night court soup. Yes. Suck that Harry Anderson brain that. soup. Don't take it there. Don't take hey, it there. Hey, I didn't say that's where Harry Anderson's piano box was buried. I just said it was the cassettes were buried in a piano box. They buried him in a box of cards like magic. Oh, house Where'd of cards? I see. Oh. It's empty now. Uh-oh. Old Harry's last trick. Harry's last yes. trick went awry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Harry was in hell stop. 10 minutes before the devil knew he was dead. Uh, yeah, he's in a better Or is place. it heaven? Oh, definitely heaven. Definitely heaven. I was just sad. He was like, a card sharp. His they I I saw a thing recently. Everything's kind of coming together. I saw a thing recently where it like kind of eulogized him, and they said again, "This is going back to piano box." Like you don't have to say it like that. It's still cool, but they're like, sadly, his last appearance was reprising his old role of Harry uh, Stone on an episode of um, what's Thirty Rock over eleven years ago, and I was like. He was on 30 Rock. Who gives a shit? But, like, why'd you have to phrase it like that? Why is that yeah. sadly? Right. I'm sure he was doing a lot of other shit. He or he on... wasn't. Who cares? Yeah. Eating chicken in South Car- North Carolina with his deadbeat wife. I don't know. This is Harry Anderson. is like, it's finally a season desist. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Hardwick's turning us in. I, I'd like, I think there's more to the Hardwick story. They're both guilty. And yeah, I think they're both bad mean I, people. I meant to go and listen to the podcast back after the accusations. I don't even know what happened. I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. Oh, does he address what it? To say about it? I don't, I don't even know. I don't have time to listen to any fucking podcasts ever. You gotta, yeah, get, you gotta try harder. Try harder. Get in an empire. Yeah. Henning, maybe you could use a little Hardwick. Ever think about that? But ch- ch- change the I to O. Hard work. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, before so, we leave, uh, I, Harvey has something to say, I think. If it's about Night Court, I, I find it very strange. <laughs> if it's been working. the N word, I'm going to be very disappointed. Don't sink this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the C word. <laughs> and there are so many of them, so pick pick and choose. Are you ready? Ready to show daddy what you do? Ready, go. She, when you put that thing over her face, she looks like Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet. <laughs> Candy <laughs> color clown. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Where's my bourbon? Ribbon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking Hanukkah! What other uh, David Lynch character could Ruby play? Uh, I I don't I I'm not a I I don't know as many Lynchian things that don't get like 
kind of weirdly too, perverse or sexual. Yeah, too perverse. She could play that uh, weird. She could be the. She could play the weird thing behind the dumpster that appears for like one second in Mulholland <laughs> Drive. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. America. Talking America. God done shed his grace on thee. And crown thy good within brotherhood. The whole sky was lit up that night, 4th of July. Sandlot on the brain, baby, you know why, because it's summertime. And because it's summertime, I'm doing a stock promo. And does that make me feel cheap? It does not. And do you know why? Because it's self-love. Just want to let you know that even though I'm not here with a personalized end capper, that doesn't mean coldy, always a coldy. That doesn't mean I love you any less. That doesn't mean I don't uh, bow to anyone that gives us a sweet ratey review. It just means that it's summer, and I want to remind you about the Facebook page, to remind you to join the community, to remind you that we hashtag not sponsored is a new podcast, could have said that better, to remind you that Have a Good Night Court is not defunct. It is in a state of reimagination. Uh, And so many amazing things to come. And that was an amazing episode. It was one of the most fun episodes I've we've recorded in a long time. And I know I said this was stock. I am talking about the specific episode we're on. But next episode, I'm also talking about that episode. The one after that, we haven't recorded. So if that one's not good, then this doesn't make sense. But it will be. I think that's it. America. God done shed his grace on thee, and I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it now. When I wait a minute, here's a cold tag. Next week on an all-new Pod Boss. Sorry to tell you, PB, but Stalls' Senate chances are looking grim. What? No! What about the pad? You can't have a wrinkle without a crease. Stalls! What the hell, cakes? Hey, call me urinal. Sorry, but urinal? But, but what the hell? This pizza's all crust! Avoid the noid. Bones. Stalls! This soup is delish! Yeah, and this tea tastes great! Thanks. I guess you could say I nailed it. Stalls! Tune in next week.